Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Hello, good afternoon. Welcome to our first only fins of the season. Uh, this is this has been the first time since the Six Nations. Doesn't sound at all like our uh, our, our headline character fin as well. But uh, yeah, we are we're here today to talk a wee bit about the upcoming game at the weekend, and well, I think we might touch on some other things around management as well. Uh, joining me today, guess who's back? It's Slim Shady himself. Cammy Black, welcome back. How are you? I'm all right. Return of the Black, or as as, as Alan McDonald said earlier today, Return of the Crack, which return is what he's crack. he's calling the Return of Finn Russell. So quite like uh, well, that. That title for the only Finns, Return of the Crack. Return of the Crack. Are you are you wanting to steal that for yourself as well? Because I think I think it can work. Well, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see how the next half an hour goes, John. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, well, it's uh, yeah, it's a pleasure to have you back, mate, and uh, we'll um, look forward to getting you back on the the main pod in due course as well. Um, Absolutely. Well, 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 I'm sure we'll have a a jingle for that or something. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, apologies to every everyone, the only fans who 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 had my uh, mock up video of uh, you. Of, of <laughs> Of, of of you finding me emerging from the shower, so the kind of Dallas ending. <laughs> it was, um, I mean, yeah, I, it was, it was when you said it over. I was like, uh, yeah, I, I'll, I'm all in for this. But wow, <laughs> very creative as always, mate. So yeah, I, I uh, upset Johnny McGinty greatly. He, he, he got really, really, really upset, didn't he? But um, yeah, poor Johnny. <laughs> It's because he had to spend the, the, the 80 minutes on, on Saturday with me as well. So he's he's a wee bit traumatized by that. So um that that that's that's the issue there. Anywho, so um game at the weekend, Cammy. Um the 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 New Zealand team's out, the Scotland team is not out because in another... who does right who does three o'clock, three p.m. team announcements, right? In what world? Would you plan a team announcement at three o'clock? It's we're back to do you remember when they used to announce the team one one person one position at a time? It used yeah. to take five hours on Twitter, <laughs> and we'd just just be like me, you, Graham, Love, and everybody else just relentlessly trolling them to get on with it. <laughs> yep, yep. No, like, fine. We're not doing over lunchtime. We'll do it at three o'clock in the afternoon. That'll show you. You should be That'll watching anyway. To wait, wait, but like, yeah. In the modern kind of world of social media, lunch times when you want to get it out, right? You want to get yep. your t- get your team announcement out one o'clock at the latest, right? It gives everyone an hour to talk about over the lunchtime, create a bit of buzz. You pick up the kind of five o'clock hometown home time crew as well. Yep. Three. It's just a point unless the wait. There's a last minute wait call on a player. That's the only reason I can think it's three o'clock. But even then, this is this seems to have been planned. Like they, they were always going to do it at three o'clock. Yeah, I mean, from what we've heard, it is planned. And um, yeah, and I mean, we've seen actually throughout the autumn series the 
<laughs> coming to that in a second. We've seen throughout the series that actually, even if there is a last minute change, like if someone fails a fitness test or something, they tend to they'll name them in the team and then they'll announce it on the day or or what what have you that that they're out. So uh, Doogie Lowe is joining us live today. Hi Doogie, great to have you along as always. Maybe it's delayed because Tooney's waiting to see if Finlay Christie was available for Scotland. Well, he's, um, well he could have found out very easily because he he's, he's been named in the All Black starting <laughs> yes, <starting> fifteen. <laughs> Which, which, as Johnny McGinty has pointed out on uh, on our Twitter feed, is 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 a real you know that's that's a strong a strong move from the old <laughs> blacks. That's not quite how Johnny's put it, but it is a yeah naming naming your Scots your Scottish born player to make his Murrayfield debut. Finley Christie is making his Murrayfield debut. People have been yep. calling for this for years, John, for Finley Christie to make his Murrayfield debut. We, who we would are have, here. who yeah who would have thought it would be for the All Blacks? <laughs> Yeah, who 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 would have flunked it? But I mean that that all blacks team. We'll just we'll touch on that just now. <laughs> yeah, that that all blacks team. We we talked in the main pod about the New Zealand back row, and they've they've cho- they've chosen they've chosen violence uh, this weekend. Yeah. You've got Ione, you've got Papele, and you've got Savia. I mean. Scotland with the best will in the world and with the absolute, you know, back rows that we're talking about playing that may have uh, tendencies towards attempting violence, that that isn't beatable. That's a massive back row. No, I mean, you look at the... the yeah, so you had highlights of the last time New Zealand played at Murrayfield on this morning. There's a John Barkley try, and you look at the ferocity... That our back row played with in that day. That yeah. that's absolutely what how they've got to play. I mean, I, I, Matt Ferguson and Jamie Ritchie are you know for not have been phenomenal so far. Miss shouldn't have gone on the summer tour. I think that's clear from. Yeah, he's not been bad. He's been perfectly fine. He just looks like he's he's playing at like ninety five percent. Yeah, rather than a hundred percent. You know, it's not. He can't fault his performances. But they're not up to his normal high standards. Yeah, he's not. It doesn't look. Yeah, he's just slightly off the pace. And you need somebody. It's that ferocity, that relentlessness. That's the only way you're going to get at the All Blacks is to fight fire with fire and, and meet them, meet them up front, really. And it's Richie, Matt, Matt Ferguson, and Jamie Ritchie. I don't think I've taken a step backwards yeah. so far. Jamie Ritchie's captaincy has been excellent, but. I, I, I don't think Mish starting is the is what. Well, be interesting whether it happens. But I, I'm not sure that that there's enough balance with the three of them starting against the All Blacks in the form that Mish is in at the minute. Which which that pains me to say it. Yeah, I mean, we we were saying exactly the same that I think. Mish, he does. He looks slightly off the pace. He's, uh, we thought maybe still carrying a wee bit of the injury from the Lions tour potentially, um, but yeah, he just isn't himself. He isn't quite that. You know, there's been no pinball. That's basically all we're looking for. There's been no pinball. We Do you know what he looks like? He's bulked up. It does. And I wonder if that's you know he's 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 gone. He's, he's bulked up, but looked looked big on the Lions tour, and he still looks big. And I just wait. When when Mish was doing his Mishness, he was a little bit leaner. Do you know what I mean? And I think he's maybe swapped bulk for speed. Maybe it's an age thing. You know, he's not. He's he's kind of late twenties now. 
29 ish. Uh, yeah, he'll be, uh, maybe even older than that, I think. Yeah. So I wonder if it's just a kind of, you know, he's, he's shot, you know, he, he realizes his pace is going, so he's decided to swap bulk for, for pace. But, but we've seen that happen with, with Scotland players before who've, who've kind of bulked up and have lost something in doing yep. so. And I just, yeah, I just wonder if he's put too, a bit too much beef on at the minute and that's slowing him down or just mean he's not able to do what he used to do. But yeah, I mean, there's a couple of calls for Andy Christie to start. I mean, it, it's hard because by the time people listen to this, the team will be out. So I don't want to speculate yeah. too much yeah. other than to say, other than to say, we're going to struggle against that All Blacks back grow at the weekend. Yeah. And I mean, the All Blacks have also kind of went, there's there's other other parts of the team. I love the fact they have a prop called Groot. That's that's that that's going to be like thing is as well, right? Because his name's Ethan, right? Is it Ethan, Ethan Groot? Groot. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like I am Groot. I, I'm, I'm going to have endless fun with that this weekend. Um, but I mean, in terms of the back, the backs, New Zealand have picked as well. Obviously, that you know, as you say, Finley Christie making his Murrayfield debut. Bowden Barrett, who I decided was uh, was the his porridge was just right. Uh, I decided recently. <laughs> Um, if you haven't seen the podcast this week, that'll make no sense to you. But um, yeah, the, the Barrett brothers are in fact the three, the three bears. bears. Okay. Yeah, that's what we've decided. Uh, Bodie, at, Bodie at ten, which I still maintain is his best position. Yeah, uh, it's it's a it's a wonderful wonderful issue the All Blacks have to try and cram all their talent into these positions. Uh, not, they're not, not the only what, one. We'll come on to. We'll come on. Well, to oh yes, we me. <laughs> Not the only country struggling to decide which is the best ten, John. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, I mean, you've got Jordy Barrett there as well. You've got Rico Iwini to come off the bench. I mean, that is a full noise All Blacks yeah, team. Frizzle, Faye. Yeah, it's a, it's a. It shows. I mean, what I would say is it shows. You think of not the last time they played, the time before last they played, yeah. where we gave them that scare. And you know, I think you know, Laidlaw made a couple of kicks. The result was very different. We scored a couple of tries. It was a narrow loss. Yes, you had um, Carter at 10, but he was coming back from a long injury. Yes, you had McCaw at 7, but the rest of that team were all kids. And that's the way that New Zealand used to treat us. You look at this, that that shows that it's 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 a compliment to us that they're they're turning up full noise. And that's what you want. If we're going to beat the All Blacks, I would rather we beat the All Blacks. I don't want to beat... I don't want to beat the... The Maoris, no, the, 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 the Maoris. yeah, exactly. That's that's who we want to beat if we're going to prove that we can do that. And yeah, I think the physicality of the forwards of the All Blacks scares me yeah. a lot. I think our selection at lock is going to be key. And again, I don't want to speculate against who we're going to pick yeah. because of you know, I don't want this podcast to be outdated by the time it's uploaded, but. <laughs> You know, Scott Scott Barrett and Sam Whitelock, you know, are two of the best locks in world rugby right now. Yep. And I I just don't see that we've got anything to back that up at lock at no. the minute. No. Do you think then, so you've said it's a compliment to Scotland. Mm. Uh, a counterpoint could be made, made that it's actually a reaction to the way the All Blacks have been for the last while, that they've been so poor that they're, they're now they're saying, well, do you know what, let's not go to Scotland with a mm. you know a scratch side, because Scotland, on their day, could turn us over. We don't think they will, 
but on their day they could. So let's just make sure and get results because let's get yeah let's, let's get back. To, we need results. We need to get back to number one in the world. And when they were yep. pre- yeah, fair, that's a good point, John. When when they were playing as previously, they were number one. They could take it for granted. They could take you know they could beat us by three points and they're still going to be number one in the world. But but now given how far they've fallen. Every game is a, every game needs to be win, and now that comes with its own pressure for the All Blacks, but yeah. and and that's pressure that they haven't been under coming to Murrayfield in the past. When they've always come, when they've come to Murrayfield in the past, they've been number one. I think maybe the last the last game they wouldn't have taken beating us for granted. In any yeah. game before that, they would have taken that for granted. But the last game, I don't think they took that for granted, and so that adds its own pressure to the All Blacks, and the All Blacks are not the mentally resilient team that that management you know hundred a thousand management books have been built on yeah yeah i think that's 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 absolutely fair they're not they're not this is not a vintage all blacks team at the moment uh and i don't i don't think necessarily it will be i think it is a vintage all blacks team it's just and again it's a problem we've talked about with scotland it's a mentality thing they've they, they have their no d heads rule and yet they select people who have been convicted for domestic violence assaults. Yeah. Do, do you know what I mean? I think it's they've got a coaching issue at the minute. I don't think I don't think you could look at that all blacks starting 15, maybe Finley Christie aside, which is just a you know that's just them that's just them on the wind up. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> Finley Christie aside, that all that that is a strong, strong all black side compared to previous all blacks. The problem is the coach is rubbish. So I've I've got a theory on the coach thing okay so, i've got a theory on this i've been th- i've been pondering this and you know obviously I, I ponder these things in my spare time as you do ian foster for me is one of the first all blacks coaches in a long time to not have had foreign international experience hmm. and i do wonder if that has caused some some of the issues that they're seeing just now because he's obviously been is is new zealand set up through and through he's went right from the kind of junior all blacks all the way through I don't necessarily think they'll repeat that mistake. No, and, and you know, let's hope they don't because that means that Scott Robertson will have to get some international experience, which means hopefully he'll come and coach us yeah. for a bit. <laughs> <laughs> or counterpoint, he'll go to to those guys down south. And, I think. Uh, do you know who you know who the next All Blacks coach is? Probably likely to be Warren Gatland. If we're being totally honest, that would that would be a couple of years in between World Cup cycles. Yeah, fill, fill a gap. Whilst. No, it's it's a it's a Graham Henry appointment, isn't it? It's a kind of you know here's a guy he's been he's done it. Appoint him. He brings somebody in who has the international experience. I mean, it could even be um, oh, who's the guy they've got as director of rugby? He's the Ireland coach, Joe, Joe Schmidt. Joe Schmidt. I mean, Joe, Joe Schmidt. Schmidt. You can make an argument for Joe Schmidt, who wanted to you know want to be back in New Zealand for family reasons. Completely understandable. That would allow him to do that. You could see Schmidt or Gatlin being the next if they're going to learn from that. That's yeah, you know. That that's who comes in. I mean, we've got somebody on Facebook suggesting is, is Smith just pulling the strings in the background. And if that's the case, then that when Foster goes, it, it probably would be Schmidt that would would come in yeah. and take on that role. Counter argument there would be, of course, that if Joe, Joe Schmidt's pulling the strings in the background, he's not doing a terribly great job of it because their performances yeah. are not. But you can you can only have a limited impact. I think unless yeah. you're doing the full on Razzie, I'm here and I'm <laughs> I'm, I'm here and I'm front and center. Joe Schmidt, water boy. Yeah, that's. And I think unless you're doing the kind of Razzie role of you're in and about the team all the time, if it's just Joe Schmidt telling him what to do, that's different. I think it's yeah. kind of hard. It's harder to coach from a kind of passing notes 
you know, if it's a passing note, you want to try this. <laughs> this you like, that, that's different to kind of the Razzie role of I'm, I'm, I'm director of rugby, and yes, we've got a head coach, but I'm head coach. Yeah. So speaking of pulling the strings, shall we? <laughs> shall we segue beautifully? It's almost like we planned that. Uh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> we absolutely didn't. Um, should we segue to the talking point? So, press this morning is suggesting, and again, if you're listening back to this, um, the team will be out, so you'll know the answer. We hope. Let's just make a presumption that Tom English and others have got this right. Um, Finn Russell has returned to the squad and will be starting at 10 with Tione Sione Tuapolotu. Tione Siapolotu. That would be a great effort. Uh, yeah. with, I know, get my jargon mixed up there. Tuapolotu at 12, which we've all got thoughts on. And then uh, Blair Kinghorn has been relegated to a bench spot. We're also expecting... Don't say relegate. He's rotated out. <laughs> rotated out. That's not the way the press are uh, putting it. But yeah, you're right. He has, he has been uh, moved to a finisher's slot. <laughs> uh, <laughs> anyway, t- talk to me about the, the whole Finn debacle, Cammy. Hey. Townsend has massively under, undermined himself, I think, and we, and we can. I know you've probably covered this on the pod already, but the the fact that we are where we are is an indictment of significant issues, I think, within the Scotland camp. And there's a few issues here. Firstly, this the camp is leaking like a sieve. We 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 had the leak that Russell was coming back in before the Fiji game. And we put that out there, and it was it was denied by Gregor Townsend. We're reasonably confident that was always going to be the plan that, that Russell was going to come back in, regardless of whether Hastings was injured or not. The fact that it's now been leaked this morning to Mark Palmer and to Tom English, who the starting lineup's going to be, again would indicate that there's somebody in camp leaking here. And I don't I, so people are not happy within the camp. You wouldn't be, you know, there, there's a lack of control there about leaks and where how information gets out the second thing is that if townsend had said to everybody i'm going to bring russell back in during the autumn nations i'm giving him some game time harassing um you know he's had the summer off he wants to be with his partner's his partner's pregnant he's going to come in and he's going to feature during the autumn but i'm going to i'm just we're resting for the first couple of games Nobody would have batted an eyelid. If that's the yep. story, that's the story. That's brilliant. Nobody would have batted an eyelid. Everyone would have said, fair enough, yep, first game, can't play anyway against uh, Australia because he's playing outside of Scotland. Second test, it's Fiji. Yeah, let's give Hastings and, 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 and King Horn a run and bring bring him back in. Again, I don't think anybody would have said, no. that's horrendous, that's terrible. We all have said, oh, what a great plan. That makes yeah, perfect no, sense. Non-story, to us. great man management. You're 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 giving giving a guy. Yeah. You're you're treating the as a person, personalized, yes. etc. We would all be like, oh, brilliant. But what he said was, he's not he's he's not playing his best rugby at the minute. He's out of form. When all the evidence and everybody who'd watched Finn Russell and everybody who then watched Finn Russell during the autumn test said he's playing amazing rugby. Rassing are saying they're really happy with him. You know, he came off the bench after the Australia game and completely turned around yeah. a game. So he's, you know, so he he'd been undermined by his own point at the you know, from the <laughs> moment it left his, it left his lips to say he's not in form. 
it just does it. It's beggar's belief. And then Russell comes into camp and in a sponsored interview with the, with the mail is asked, have you been in contact with Gregor Townsend? No, I haven't heard from him. And Gregor Townsend saying, no, I'm being in contact with Finn Russell. Why would I be? Which it just seems utter madness to me. Yeah. And you've got what is what the best he is. And, and I, you know, people can argue till they're blue in the face, but, but this is the utter truth and demonstrably true that Finn Russell is the best 10 that we have had since the 90s. Okay, that's 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 unarguable. Blair Kinghorn and Adam Hastings are not playing for Racing ninety two. No. Okay, that, there you go. The, you know, Blair Kinghorn and Finn and and, and you know the, the, and um, Adam Hastings haven't played for the Lions. That, that I'm not. That's not to say that neither of them cannot become the greatest ten since Finn Russell. They've they've both got ample time to show us that. But Finn Russell, right here and now, is the greatest ten Scotland have had since the nineties. Yeah. So to leave him in Paris. And not to be in touch with him or contact with him at all or check in with him is an utter failure of management. Yes. Yes. And I don't see how Townsend comes back from here because when we lose against the All Blacks, I wish I could say it, but when we lose against the All Blacks, my worry is that the blame is put on Finn Russell. Yes when actually the blame should be on the coach who's not been keeping in touch with his best and our greatest ever 10 over the summer to say, look, you take your time, you rest, you recuperate. Here's my current thinking and game plans that have a bit of input from you. Could you, I know you're already in touch with Adam. I know you're in touch with Blair because I know he, we know he is because we know these guys speak to each other outside. You know, could you just give them some pointers on this? Are you happy to, you know, using him as a coaching tool, yeah. which we know he's very good at at Racing. We know he enjoys doing it. But just to leave him out in the cold and then call him in against the All Blacks and expect him to just slot in and fit into your game plan and do what you're expecting him to do is setting him up to fail. Yeah. And it's it's a complete failure of management. It's not fair on Finn Russell. It's not fair on Blair Kinghorn. It's not fair on, to a certain extent, it wouldn't be fair on Adam Hastings if he hadn't got injured. Yeah, uh, we did. We did. The cynic in us did say the Adam Hastings injury was very well timed. Yeah, very convenient. Um, convenient suits the narrative. I think it's funny as well because um, Townsend has said, obviously he's, he's come out now. Finn and him have both said, no, we, we we haven't spoken. As soon as the squad was announced, they said Finn Finn is obviously disappointed to be left out. Now, how do, how does he know that? Is he is he psychic? Is Townsend actually? Is he actually Professor Xavier? Is that uh, this is what we're fig- finding out? Townsend is actually an X Men. Yeah, and you know, because we, we've not spoken. Well, how did you? Yeah, how do you know he's disappointed? How do you know he's disappointed? Yeah, right, 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 now, last time I checked, like international <laughs> attack systems, usually not done via a text message. But Hamish Allen in the comment is pointing WhatsApp. There's a bit more functionality. Let's be fair. You have a bit more functionality in WhatsApp. You can do a wee edited yeah. picture, like, video, wee, wee arrows or something, maybe. Uh, and you can get WhatsApp on your desktop as well, you know. So true, true. Yeah. So yeah, maybe, 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 maybe that's where they're at. Maybe but you WhatsApp. know, WhatsApp's open. You know. 
the whole blacks aren't beyond spying on a WhatsApp. You know, <laughs> the same resources as the Russian KGB they could be in there. Looking at. <laughs> but I, th- I still think this comes down to um, it, it's Gregor Townsend's relentless desire to control absolutely everything. Yeah. And my suspicion is that Blair Kinghorn and to an extent Adam Hastings are malleable. They will give you feedback, but ultimately will do what they're told to do. Fenn Russell wants to be, has said he wants to be involved. He wants to be at the center of game planning. He wants to control games. And Finn Russell is right. That is what Gregor Townsend is not on the pitch, right? And he, he cannot be on the pitch. He cannot be telling people what to do and where to throw the ball game by game. You need someone to go onto the pitch with the confidence of knowing what the game plan is, but the confidence to throw out the window if it's not working and to try something different. Yeah. That's what Finn Russell gives you. And I think that's what Gregor Townsend doesn't like because he wants a team that will go out and religiously stick to, religiously stick to his game plan. Yeah. And he doesn't get that. With, with with Finn. It's a weird one, isn't it? Because you've got, obviously, we've, in rugby for so many years now, we've had, obviously, people calling the line out. So you've had your kind of set-piece captain and you've got, you know, the very famously, the, the Murrayfields, the, the Finn-Russell game at Murrayfield where they threw that pass and you've got John Barclay talking about um, adjusting the approach on the pitch, on the fly, see, reading the referee and going, that's the tactic we need to change. So they change the tactics. And it does seem weird that because it's Townsend's, um, almost his specialty of, you know, he was he was an attack coach. He obviously was, a, was an attacking player in his day. It does seem like he just can't release that control. And we I didn't have he, an attack coach for ages. He did. This is the thing. <laughs> Under Townsend at the start, the direction Scotland were going in was the right direction. Players were given autonomy to go on and make those decisions on the pitch. And the longer Townsend has been in charge of Scotland, the more control he's exerted on the players and the environment. And yeah, the performances haven't, you know, we could say that he's still the most successful Scotland coach that we've had. And our expectations are quite rightly raised as a result of that. But Scotland's performances have plateaued. I think we can't say they've declined. They've plateaued. We, you know, we're still, we're still kind of chipping away at third and third or fourth in the Six Nations most years. It's been a while since we've been bottom. We're still given given most teams a good game on the day. You know, you've got the Australia result. That was a team of URC players, and we still nearly beat them. Yeah. So you cannot say that we're doing badly. It's just that I think that Townsend has reached a ceiling with where he can take this team. Yeah. And by exerting more control on them, you're not going to break through that ceiling to take them to the next level. He needs to almost go back to I need no control, but I think he's lost I think he's lost sections of the team. Yeah. Yeah. I have to, I have to agree. And I think the the indiscipline at the end of the Six Nations speaks to that, you know, when you've got six senior players saying be, you know, be, be gone with your rules. We are going to go and do what we want to do. Um, that that then, including you know, now current current captain Jamie Ritchie. So it's and and current with the captain at the time, Stuart Hogg. You know, it's it's not like it's just players who are, are on the periphery of the team or think, well, do you know what? I'm going to, I it's fine. I'm not going to get picked anyway. So, um, 
it was it was major players. So I think it does speak to a senior loss there. There was really interesting. I was listening to another podcast the other week when I was driving to work, and it was uh, it was John Amici, the sports psycho- psychologist, organizational psychologist, yep. talking, and he was talking about he's kind of comparing like kids. Talk about the Marcus Rashford and the kind of food for food for yeah, underprivileged yeah. kids thing, and saying, you know, kids that don't have regular meals will have this thing where when they presented with food, will behave in a certain way because they don't know when the next meal is coming from. Correct. Yeah. And you and and even when they've been well fed for a while, when they aren't given food, will then start to kind of worry and panic. You know, it's it's inbuilt. It's not something. In. And he said, John Mitchell was saying that happens with management too. So if if you have been treated a certain way by a manager or an organization, then even if they change their approach and they act in a better way towards you for a long period of time, that concern, that worry is still there. It it never goes away. And I think that's what happened with the Ali Price thing against Italy, is that Townsend... There was the fallout from the with the Finn Russell an issue over the beers issue. We know there was that. There's obviously been some other issues in camp. There was this whole kind of facade of everything's changed. We're all best buds. The squad are getting together now. Yep. And then Townsend has said no beers for Ali Price's fiftieth cap. So that kicks in. That that insecurity kicks in, and they're going, "F you, we're going down the pub to celebrate Ali's fiftieth cap." Yep. And that doesn't stem from that's not what happened then and now. That's a failure. That strikes back to the failure of how things were managed initially. That that inse- that insecurity around the coach and the current coaching setup meant that they wanted to act that way. Senior players, Stuart Hogg included, I just said Jamie Ritchie, Finn, all felt ready to stick two fingers up at the management and go yeah. for a beer. And it's because they don't trust. As much as say we trust in each other, they don't trust the current coaching setup, and and that in itself makes that untenable. You can't you can't continue in an environment where you've got that particularly high performance environment where your no. management are trying to get the best out of you know athletes. We talk a lot about you know professional sports, and always you know you read read some of the stuff that comes out from you know the the, the kind of the Sky or Ineos as it is now, and those marginal gains and. Every team talks about just removing every distraction possible from a player to say, your job is to do this. Mm. When you're not doing this, it is up to you. You manage your time. You are, you know, basically do what you need to do to be happy because we want you happy in the park. And it seems like Townsend in some ways has said, well, I know what will make you happy. I know, I know, right. So boom, there we go. This is what you're doing. I will impose, I will impose what I think you need to do upon you and you'll be happy with it. Rather than, I will create an environment of trust, with uh, where where we can trust one another and 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 acknowledge that will never that distrust will never fully go away while he's in charge. But the only way to get overcome that is to act in a consistent way that will build trust and to turn around and say you are not allowed beers, which is apparently what you know we are not having beers or just forgetting to put them on. Joe, forgetting to put on a crate of beers to celebrate Ali Price's fiftieth cap. You know that's. That's a big miss from a co- from a head coach, because what does it say? It says you don't. Ali Price's fiftieth cap doesn't matter. Yeah, Ali Price doesn't that, matter. The, the players don't matter. It's the signals. They've done it with signals. every other fiftieth cap over the last however long. It's what always happens. So as you rightly say, it's that consistency. If you change tact for that, 
all that trauma kicks in and people go, oh, that that this is what's happening. So, right, yeah. Back to, Finn Russell's back to kind of coming into camp and going, having a third beer and being told where to go. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. That, that all comes flooding back. And I think the other thing you've got to say is that, you know, as much as we say, and we've said before, you know, the Scottish rugby team is not the SRU. What Gregor Townsend has failed to identify is that Finn Russell is coming from a background where a family member has been significantly mistreated by the SRU. And I don't think Townsend's fully recognized him. So it's a big, it's a massive thing, right? That was a massive thing. Russell coming into camp before that Ireland game, having three beers, that was a massive thing for him because it just come off the back of his, you know, all the stuff coming out of his dad in the press. So I don't think Townsend has fully recognized that you know, Finn Russell will see Gregor Townsend as an instrument of the SRU, yeah. whether Townsend likes it or not. And Townsend has done nothing; appears to have done nothing to kind of reassure Finn Russell that he that he isn't. And yeah. in fact, everything he's done or reportedly done would do nothing other than show to Finn Russell that I'm with the guys who unfairly yeah. dismissed your dad <laughs> and treated him really poorly and, and gas, you know, tried to gaslight him into yeah. thinking he'd, he'd, he'd perform poorly. And, you know, that's that's a big thing, isn't it? Just, I don't know how I'd feel going into an environment, you know, if, if my dad had been sacked from someone and yeah. you having to go back to work there, Yep. you know, with, without a manager sitting you down and going, look, I know it's difficult for you to come back. I know everything that's gone on. Don't worry, you can trust me. I'll, I'll, I'll you know, I'll insulate you from it all. I want to get yeah. the best out of you. I'm I'm here to get performances off you on the park. All yep. that stuff is that stuff. Let's not we're not bringing yeah. that in. And I know it's going to be tr- I know it's going to be triggering seeing, you know, these guys that have dealt treated your dad poorly coming yeah. into the changing room. I'll I'll keep I'll do my best to keep you away from them. Yeah, yeah. Joe. Aye. And by the way, here's some responsibility because this is how much I I trust yeah, you. Exactly. Help, help me with the attack. Help me, you know, start to develop plans. Let's work together to get the best out of this team. It's yeah. it's my it's my, ultimately you've touched on it so many times, Cam. It comes back to man management. It is just good management, and it's yeah. like he's taking the Johnny Wilkinson book of management and put it in the bin and said, no, no, let's let's just do the Townsend book of management, and I don't think that will sell as well. Yeah, and I think that's it. That's what when you look back on it and really think about everything that's happened is I don't think anything Finn Russell has done is a Finn Russell problem. No, it's a failure of everything is a failure of management and a failure of Gregor Townsend to think ahead about the underlying issues that Finn Russell is faced with and a failure to adapt to his management style to meet the needs of an individual player. And that's not pandering, I'm not talking about pandering to them or players being undroppable. It's just you adapt your management style to the person in front of you. You don't impose if you impose your management style on someone and it doesn't fit, you'll have a clash and they'll leave. And behold. part of me thinks I don't I don't think Gregor Townsend wants Finn Russell in the Scotland squad. I think he wants players he can control. As 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 pair, uh, you know, we go back to the, the kind of nonsense statements that have come out of Gregor Townsend's mouth over the last um, last few weeks. And, you know, the circus that that has been this. And my my personal highlight was the uh, the you know when Adam Hastings uh, after after flatly denying, even though we believe it is it was the plan for him to come back for the All Blacks anyway. Um, after flatly denying this, he was then asked after Adam Hastings' injury um, and said, we are considering a number of tens. Of course, Finn will be in that conversation. And it's like, what what, what, what tens? Please, 
We're considering yeah. calling up Phil Godman can still play play yeah. play five. Give us five minutes. Uh he'll he'll get he's still got his boots. He hasn't burned them, so uh yeah, he can give us five at the end and we'll we'll bring in a uh, uh, you know, we'll get we'll get Duncan. We will probably call up Tom Jordan, despite the fact he's not actually Scots qualified. So let's get him in the squads, because um, that's that's where we're at. And then you know, it all boils down to RT at ten for for the All Blacks. Yeah. So yeah, so it's it will take a lot, I think. For um, I, my worry is, we get we, next week we're talking about Finn Russell. It be everyone talk the, the the narrative next week is Finn Russell's lost the lost us a game against the All Blacks, yeah. and I think that would suit Gregor Townsend very well. If I'm being cynical, yeah, yeah. But I, I, I think, I, and I think it'd be a failure of management if yeah. if everything we've heard so far is true. So I think we're we're hopeful. I, I think the best case scenario for us is I, I think Finn Russell, if he goes out and plays, just plays Finn Russell stuff, yeah. and actually just does does what he does. Uh, stuff, you know. I think there's going to be stuff that doesn't come off, and uh, you know, it's we have to kind of take that. Uh, we'll take that. That's Finn Russell. It's always been Finn Russell. Um, so yeah, the, I'll best be, we can, uh, the best we can hope for, John, is 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 the second half against England at Twickenham yeah. in twenty oh. twenty. Let's say twenty 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 one. Was that twenty twenty nineteen? 2019, all the years merge into one. Ah, it was 2019 because it was, it was, it was 2019 because it wasn't during COVID. Yeah, 2019. 2019. England, England, second half of 2019. As much as the narrative from Scotland was, yeah, Gregor Townsend and Finn had a nice friendly chat. We know from (laughs) Gordon Reed and from other sources that that is not the, that that, that is not the case. The chat was not Things things went downhill from, the the relationship went downhill from there, I think. So, it's never recovered. No, someone's flagging up the beer gate was down to Finn and ignoring senior players. We will circle back to that next week because, as I've covered, I think that is more down to the way that Finn Russell was managed rather than yeah. it being a Finn Russell problem. I think that's a good yeah. good uh, place for us to start to wrap this up. So, yeah, the game, looking forward to the game. We'll get the Scotland team very soon, hopefully. And uh, what are yeah, you doing what, for what are you predicting then, John? I th- I genuinely think it could be a, 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 a what did I call it a shumping. Uh, a, a, a scumping. Uh... I would like to say worst case scenario, twenty points on us, right. twenty points ahead. I think anything, anything more than anything more than a twenty point difference is an utter disaster. Yeah. Um, given the Wales result, I think ten points or less will be an acceptable yeah. result. I would like to see us stay within a score. Yes, I think I think that's uh, that's fair. My my concern is I think that whatever Scottish bench we put out is not going to be that good. I don't I don't think we're going to be that that. And considering what the All Blacks are bringing um, from their bench, I don't think we can live with them last twenty minutes. Um, and I think it could could get a bit ugly, like it did with Wales actually. You know, we could be we could be within a score for sixty minutes, and then it could get very ugly very quickly. Yeah, and you end up in a situation you can see you could see a scenario where you know King Horn just doesn't get on the field, or if he does, he gets on the field at the. I think if he's going to get on the field, it'd be the extent of as long as there's no injuries. I can see King Horn replacing Graham on the wing. That's why yeah. I see King Horn coming on if if we're if if Finn's playing well. Yeah, because why would you sacrifice? 
And as much as everybody loves Bear Kinghorn, and he is a very good player, let me just put that out there. He has very a lot of potential. We can all see that, but you, you, the, the, demonstrably, he is not better than Finn Russell or, or Stuart Hogg. So unless one of them gets injured, it's maddening for to bring him on at fifteen or ten. Yeah, well, well, let's see how it all pans out, Cammy. So or he comes on at twelve, or he comes on uh, at twelve for Sione. Oh, Who knows? BK twelve uh, is the new yeah. new shout. I'm making that a thing. Um, <laughs> I've uh, I've posted my my fantasy backline in the in our wee group chat as well that may have Harrison two point two on the wings and Finn at fifteen <laughs> and Hogg at twelve. So take take from that what well I'm yeah. obviously taking this seriously uh Darcy Graham uh, an option at 13 in the Brian O'Driscoll mold of course um so yeah we're, we're we're looking forward to this one but anyway it's been an absolute pleasure to have you back yeah. Cammy. Uh, thank, thank you, you everybody, everybody that's joined us we've had a, an amazing wee turnout this afternoon um and uh, yeah let's look forward to the game and we'll be back with the main pod during the week uh to pick over the bones of uh, what could be the corpse of Townsend Scotland Rain, or celebrate with Mead the uh, the the coronation of King Blairhorn. Uh, so <laughs> let, let let's see how it goes. Uh, but anyway, for now, it's goodbye from me and goodbye from Cammy. Bye. <laughs>